Hello, hello. Hello. Cool. It looks like it's recording. Cool. Is it recording over there? Cool. So I always tell people, right? Like I have a portable setup and I could come to you. Uh-huh. But this is like, I think one of the first times I've ever actually got an opportunity Ooh. to do it. It's exciting. It's been a long time uh, since I, especially with all of this equipment yeah. that I have now, the wireless mics, mm-hmm. first time using all of this stuff. But I don't want people getting any funny ideas. I'm not driving two hours to see everybody. <laughs> not five, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt honored. I was like, wow, he's going to drive here. I feel really cool. Okay. That's well, really cool you know, it, it was a, a nice thing because I know you've been supporting the show for a while. And mm-hmm. I recognize and I see. And I also think that, you know, you're a super talented singer, songwriter. We're going to get into Thank all you. that stuff, right? And I was like, well, it's a Sunday afternoon. You're playing at this cool place I want to check out. Mm-hmm. Let's take a trip. Shout outs to Stacy behind the camera, everybody. I'll Stacey. insert the applause here. <laughs> but um, I guess, so normally, right, when I'm at my house, I have my little button that I can push and the theme music plays. I don't have it. So we're just going to have to pretend. Okay. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the conversation. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for everyone else out there who's new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home and for today only, there's beer and soda over in Riverside Brewing Company where we are currently recording from... Uh, They have no idea that we are doing this. This is not affiliated with them whatsoever, but fantastic beer, fantastic food, nice staff, beautiful property, very much recommended for anyone coming out from the Pittsburgh or surrounding area. This is not sponsored by Riverside Brewing Company in any way, but I endorse it. So, hello. (laughs) Hello. I am sitting here today with a new friend, a fellow musician in the Pennsylvania area. I have no idea where the ding dong you're from, but we'll get into it. Everybody make some noise. Abigail, Abigail. thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Totally, totally stoked to come out here. So let's start at the start. You're obviously, well, maybe you're not. Maybe So there's people that for whatever reason, are just really, really good at singing and they don't like work on their craft or build their craft. They're just good at it. Freaks. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you know, over the past couple of hours, I have watched you sing a wide variety of songs mm-hmm. very well in the sun. Yes. <laughs> you know, pregnant, which we could get yes. into. How, and like very, very well composed. Thank you. How do you do it? What's the background? Oh, gosh. Well, actually, it's so weird because... Well, okay. We're probably going to get into this later. But I am from Pittsburgh originally. Okay. Which is how I found your podcast. Because I feel like I knew people that knew you. And then I just connected that way. That's why Instagram's really cool. That sounds like just, Pittsburgh. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of a musical theater nerd growing up. Like, that's what I did for a very long time. And But I always, like, kind of song wrote and everything like that. Like, I took guitar lessons. um, But it was definitely more of a hobby. And then I went to uh, Point Park for musical theater and graduated from there. And then... I don't know. Like after that, I I honestly just did not want to do musical theater. I was it was not for me. Um, it was just it wasn't like the people that I thought I wanted. To, like I just didn't feel like I fit in with the environment as much as okay. I thought I would. So 
I kind of started dabbling and just doing some shows around the area. Um, I, I knew actually a lot of people through my church that were really good musicians and they were like, yeah, we should totally gig and make some extra money. And so we started doing that. And honestly, just from that, like, I feel like I've built such a group of people in the area where we all just kind of know each other. Um, the people I was playing with tonight, um, Sam and Dan, they, they play with a lot of other bands in Erie. And ever since then it was like, okay, did, um, like lots of, lots of cover bands. That's like a thing in Erie. People love cover bands here. And it's, if you do originals, like they, they definitely like it and respect it. But if you're going to make, if you want to like go the money route, it's like the covers are good. But, um, but after that, I kind of connected with this couple, um, called the Maylets and they are like my producers and, um, the album that I'm coming out with, we kind of just decided like, let's do this. Like I wanted to do this forever. I just needed to find the right people that knew what they were doing. And, um, we're like, you know, on the same wavelength, this is what I, what I wanted and we got along. And so that's kind of how I got to this point, I guess. I don't know. Totally. <laughs> so, you know, for songwriting, when did that start? Because obviously you had an interest in it and you're mentioning, you know, you're recording this album and it's something that you had been wanting to do for a long time. But like, when did you actually start like writing original music? I mean, when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, those ones that you're like, mom, come listen to me. This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it started then. I think I just, I don't know. It was a way of expressing myself. And I think I felt um, like, I was the only one that was really interested in it in my family. Totally. So, yeah. so, you know, you have a very extroverted spirit. I don't know if it's always been that way, but I'm always interested when I meet people that have like an artistic interest that come from like an extroverted background. Cause a lot of the time, like introverted, weird, emo, sad people. And I don't get that at all from you, <laughs> but who knows? Like, you know, what was childhood like for Abigail? Uh -huh. I'm like an extroverted emo. It's really funny. That's <laughs> what I call myself. Okay. Cause I know, I feel like sometimes if people don't know me, they're kind of surprised at how I'm really just like, I'm just a bubbly person. And I've always been like that since I was a kid. I I was like, I was really like a daydreamer. I was real. That sounds real cheesy, but I was. Like I was up in the clouds all the time. And I just really wanted people to be happy. That was like my goal in life was to just make people happy. I like people. Um I think the older I get, though, the more I feel like I'm an, an extrovert introvert. Like, I get more fuel from being alone. But when I'm out around people, I, I also get energy from that. But I definitely need alone time. Before, I could just keep going, 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 and I wouldn't need time. But now it's like I really value my time by myself to recharge. And yeah. That's interesting considering now it seems as though... So this album that you mentioned that you're working on, right? This is like... Is this the first sort of release that you're going to be putting out ever? So a couple of years ago, I did um, some cover songs at a, it was a studio called Rock School Studios in Erie. Okay. And they actually like record and video, I own video, like do music videos for this band called First to Eleven that's from Erie. And they have like a ton of, they just have like their own band now called Concrete Castles. Like they're really popular on YouTube. They have like over a million subscribers. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to see what this guy's all about. So we, we, he was like telling us, you know, you should really start with cover songs because people tend to gravitate towards those more. Like if you're YouTubing and you're looking up songs, like they're more likely to look up a cover song than obviously your original song. So to get more people to, to listen to your originals, you're actually going to want to come out with cover songs first. So 
we did that. I put those out on Spotify. Um, and honestly, I think not that throwing no shade against anybody that does that. I think it's awesome. I I think I just felt like at the place I was in my life, I just didn't want to do that. And I was like, I just want to be an artist and I just want to do my thing. And if people listen, great. Um, I hope they do, but I'll feel more fulfilled doing my own work. And so. I agree with you 100%. I understand that mentality, I suppose, as a producer or whatever, but I think it's terrible advice to give anybody. Like, oh, you want to, like, I I don't know. It's like, do you tell somebody that is an artist, like, oh, you want to do paintings? Mm -hmm. The way to get started is by doing, you know, Jackson Pollock and Van Gogh replicas. That's, if you want to get your foot in the door, do that. That's it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, you know, we kind of live in a world now where there's so much value placed on like followers. And obviously, it's a great way to spread your music, to spread your art. But I genuinely believe like, I forget who I was talking to, but I was talking to a friend about this. And they said, you know, it's really it's way more important to get people following your original music and your material that are like ride or dies. They're like, once you have those people that are like your core people that you know are really supportive of you, like will come to your shows, will purchase your music, like then your fan base is just going to grow because they're going to have friends that then listen. So they're like, you really want to just be genuine and be who you are and, and share your material. And I think once you, once you do that, like you're, you're living, you're living your truth, you know, you're living your art. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I feel like you have to be very almost unapologetic about it because like today's a good example, right? You mentioned here playing cover show, cover songs. That's kind of like the bread and butter of this community that you're in, Mm -hmm. right? It Mm -hmm. works. People are hearing music that they're familiar with, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure there's a part of you that is this like, no, we're going to play original songs for an hour. Yes. And you'll probably like it, but you have to be very like forceful about it. And in terms of the social media stuff, it's like, sure, maybe you may get a bunch of followers because you do a really awesome Coldplay cover, Mm -hmm. but people might be following you for the wrong reasons then. Mm -hmm. So there's always that weird flip-flop, like what do the numbers mean? And the numbers are going up seems good, but why are they going up? Right. It's like my thing is like, oh, I want to be a musician, but I'm getting a lot of followers because I've been posting pictures of cheeseburgers for three weeks. Right, right. <laughs> what is this now? I am not a cheeseburger right. social media person. I'm a musician. I think a lot of people get lost in that haze because there's you want the attention and you start doing things that work, mm-hmm. like air quote work. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I've found myself being like, I'm not like, I've been somebody that does like weird little vlogs talking about life and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not this person. I enjoy doing this, but really it's starting to take time away from the things that I love and the things that I really want to do. And then that becomes a problem. Right. I feel like you sleep better at night. Like you go to bed knowing, you know, I did what I loved today. And I I don't know. I notice such a difference in the way I carry myself in the way, like my confidence levels when I'm, when I'm pursuing my art. Yeah. And no matter what, no matter what that is, no matter who's doing what kind of art. Um. And yeah, I definitely, I think I told you like before you came to, I was like, yeah, we're not doing the originals because the the album isn't out yet. But the plan is that when the album is out, we we're just going to incorporate them in the set. And it, you're right. Like I think if you just put them there, 
people are willing to go there with you, like the, it's just you have to introduce it to them. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I think that what you'll get is you're playing songs that people are familiar with. And then the goal is that you play something and people are like, what is that song? I know these other ones. I don't know what that song is, but it was really good. And then you're like, bam, it's our song. Yeah, that's that's the goal. That is definitely the goal for sure. With the opposite end of things. So along with being artistic and creative and having this energy of positivity flowing around and you're doing all this great stuff, right? <laughs> comes the the awkward business stuff with all of this, right? Like maybe, you know, like weird money things and th you know, stuff happens, right? How has navigating that been for you? Someone who is an extroverted person, do you have an easy time being like, yo, give me my money or whatever it is you have no, to do? No, no. <laughs> Don't use this against me. <laughs> no, I totally get it. It's really hard. And I think that that's yeah. the thing that really stops a lot of great talent from getting to the next level is it kind of takes this weird, like I am totally not that cutthroat, dog eat dog type person, right? But I've continuously seen people with that mentality, at least in my realm. Like I come from hip hop, heavy metal, hard rock. There's a lot more aggressive attitudes and that the nose uh in the scenes, right? And I'm I feel like sometimes I'm just too nice and I kind of like, like, oh it's okay. Don't worry about it. But then like, you know, a couple weeks later I'm like, why did I do that? Oh yeah. It's it's, it's really hard. It's a balance, you know? I I think for a really long time, actually. Sorry, there's a fly. It's okay. We are outside. <laughs> we are outside, yeah. This is not a green screen. Right. Bugs are around. <laughs> um, I think for a long time, I actually felt like there was like a point where... So I was in a band earlier before this that was like more kind of hardcore. And like the one guy was from... He was the guitarist for War of Ages and like was just way more like... Oh. More of a metal background. Okay. Okay. And he's... I mean... They were great. I loved him. He was awesome. He, we interesting together. Yeah. So okay. Totally different. And but I kind of felt like it has nothing to do with them or anything. But it was like I felt like I had to be a little bit tougher or like. But then I realized that's that's just not me, and I I really had to accept that like, you know, I am an extrovert. I'm a bubbly person, and if that's not what people are expecting from me, then that's okay. Like, I can still. Uh, enjoy the things that I enjoy. I can still listen to a bunch of emo music and be like extroverted. Like it's it's okay. Um, <laughs> like um, and also I think, especially the older I get, the more I've really had to work on reminding myself that this is a business, and I and I have to be. It's not it's not being mean to be direct with people and just be respectful of yourself and your business. Like um, you know, hey. You know, I guess to me, like relationships always come first. So I would rather, especially with venues, like want the relationship to be good. So if something does get miscommunicated, uh, you know, I'd rather try to like work it out. But um, in general, uh, I do feel like you kind of have to have that balance of, yeah, like I'm super nice, but also like this is just this is what my rate is. This is our standard. Um, this is my business standard kind of. And that helps not that helps make at least me not feel like I'm being mean because it's not mean. Sure. You know? And I think too, when it, once you reach a certain point in life and certain milestones, like you're somebody with a family. So mm. there are much higher things at stake than 
a concert or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it I, the, have you found that like any of that sort of stuff maybe eases the burdens of like, oh, like if there's a problem at a show or a problem with this or that, it's like, well, it's not like there's something wrong with my child or something. <laughs> like, you know, it's like this is much easier to deal with. A lot of times I've dealt with people that I mean, myself, I'm not I'm not innocent at all in terms of this where I make the hugest deals out of like the smallest things because like in some regards like i don't have like responsibilities that are much higher than the show and my Mm -hmm. art and things like that Mm -hmm. how does it like relate with you like just having you know a life outside of music and how does that help you like keep your level head level headedness in the midst of like what can sometimes be a very chaotic environment right yeah i mean i definitely look at it as a blessing i i never really I honestly never thought that I would end up being married and having children to be quite honest like that was not something I not that I didn't want it it just when I thought when I thought about my future it wasn't like that is my goal you know um but it really did quickly become part of my life and and it totally changes you um I think in some ways my family feels like a grounding part for me so like if something isn't going right with music or, um, you know, it's, it's something's not being fulfilled. Uh, I know that my family is still like such a core of who I am, but also I I think that it definitely doesn't change that drive inside of you though. Like just because I have my family, I feel like I'm still just as like passionate about what I'm doing. Um, but it definitely like in terms of like problems, it definitely bothers me, but you're right. Like, but if my kid was sick, like I'd be like, well, this is way worse, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. so it puts things in perspective. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think like perspective is a thing that a lot of people that I've dealt with throughout the years, it seems like the grasp on that perspective is sometimes a little, a little lost, <laughs> which I get. And I empathize with it because I've been there. I mean, I guess in a lot of regards, I'm still there in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm still always, I don't know. I have a terrible tantrum and you know, ter- terrible temper, I suppose. And uh, it's better than it used to be, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I try to, I need something to like keep myself grounded at times. And I don't know what it is other than just like yeah. me realizing that I'm being a total, ding dong but <laughs> you're more aware you can more self-aware yeah i try trying to be a lot more a lot more self-aware you know in terms of being self-aware as a musician now you know you're starting to do a lot of things with all of this other stuff going on you mentioned that you don't feel as though um it's like a distraction or like you know the family stuff is grounding and i'm sure you have like a day job or like, I don't know like what you do, but you have a lot of things going on, but like, you know, you're also now getting ready to like put out your first album of original music. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where do you feel like, how do you feel about with all of the chaos, like how you're going to go about like promoting and like, what are your Mm -hmm. expectations for this? Are you like in a place maybe where like, no matter what happens, you're like, well, life is good and I'm mm-hmm. just happy to be putting stuff out there. Right. You know, do you have like some big plan for releasing this music yeah. and taking over the world? I'm, What's Abigail doing? I mean, I think my my little girl, my little girl dreams, big girl dreams. Uh, I would love to make music my career. That will always be 
and in a way it kind of is right now like it's part of my jobs so it's like it really depends on how you look at like what kind of musical career you want to have um my idea of like success with all of that would be to be able to like tour with my own music like have my own album being played and being able to play it for people live and um but i think i don't know i have kind of like a weird piece about it too like i tend to really i'm a very very a um hard worker just sounds so lame like i'm a really hard worker um <laughs> but i am like when i put my mind to something sure. i i can't just do it halfway like i i am a i'm gonna go all the way with everything to the point where i i burn myself out a lot because of it but that's kind of what i've done with this album like i've done you know not saying I'm, I'm great at it but i've done all the marketing for it like i've organized all the videos i've organized all the pictures i mean i've had a great team of people but what's making it kind of circulate is me and and the, and the work that i'm putting in um ideally i would love to just reach a much larger audience i would love to yeah be able to tour to to just go as big as i can yeah um but i'm also really content with it going to a point and just knowing that i put my best work out there and i was proud of myself for the product i created and that this is just the first step like i can keep doing this this isn't like the end all like, yeah, you know, yeah, I think that the work that you're doing, the, the music that I've heard, I think that it's very accessible. The production is bonkers. It's huge. Mm. It's so big. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't I don't know, like how, you know, involved you were in all of like, you know, the mixing nitty gritty of all of this stuff. But I can imagine like if I was in your position. I go into a studio, I record the I record the song, I hear some things, I make some suggestions, and then maybe a week or two later, I get a mix back. Mm -hmm. The first time I heard that mix, I'd be like, what the flapjacks I know. is this? It's I know. huge. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you, like hearing these songs for the first time, like really wow. like all put together? Yeah, it was it was definitely an adjustment. It was weird. Because they're because... very big sounding. Yeah, the first, I mean, the <laughs> debut single definitely yeah. like, I remember that song was like really easy to write and I just, you know, wrote it on my guitar. Like I knew exactly what I wanted it to be like. But then once I brought it in um, to my producers and they're doing all the mixing and mastering, they're showing me all these other things and we're adding all these layers and all like there were, I don't even remember the number. There were so many tracks like on that track. I believe it. <laughs> Tons of layers. But it was amazing yeah. how I remember at first being like, whoa, guys, like I didn't want all that. Like I... <laughs> what what do you mean we that's a lot you know sure. but they're like just trust like just just give it a minute give it a minute so i really had to re like remind myself like give it a couple runs like i can't just listen to it the, fir the first time and be like yes or no you really have to sit with it and then once i kind of got on board with what that was going to be like i was like you know what this is really fun and there's so many possibilities and also i i just think we had really great communication, the team that I had. Like, I would come in with ideas. And even if I didn't know how to play them, I would kind of like give them examples or I would uh, like hum them with my mouth or tell them, like, I want this kind of instrument here and this kind of feel. And they would be able to do that. And then maybe they'd add something a little onto it. So it was a really great, it was, it's a great system that we have. Yeah. I, I think working with the right people is super important, which why I, why I think it took such a long time for me to really write something that I, I was proud of and happy because with. you feel like you didn't have like the right people behind you then or um, 
Or yeah. like he just hadn't found the right match. I hadn't found the right match. Yeah. It was definitely more that. It was like other people that I've worked with recording, like original music we wrote together or something. It was just like we were on different wavelengths. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's just what it came down to. It was like no hard feelings. It was just like we're just not on the same page. Yeah. And um, and that's okay. You know, go work with people that are. You know, why waste your time with somebody that isn't going to be on the same page as you? Yeah, I think still lots of fun, still great experience, but you know, I think too, a lot of the times you have people like if you're going to work with, it's like, do you want somebody to record an album? Do you want somebody to produce an album? They're two very different things. And if you find the right people that have those ideas that are willing to actually like not only just like record you for whatever their hourly rate is, right? Like, but they're like, we have these cool ideas and we really want to build this up. I think that's awesome. And being in that environment too, you get to create these cool alternate versions of these songs because like when you play live you're not going to have probably right. a choir of people behind you to like do but it's awesome to be able to be like well we play live it's a stripped down version of this it's more intimate but if you're going to listen to the the studio version of this mm-hmm. it's a whole other monster and it's fun to have two like those both of those things to like really you know showcase what you're doing and it's fun to get in the studio and really do all that stuff like you know Sometimes when I have friends that, you know, write and record and they talk about, oh, we're just going to go in the studio. We're going to track it all live. We'll be done in a day. That's cool. I get it. Right. But like sometimes it's like, I would love to hear your music with all of that extra stuff just to hear mm-hmm. like a version of this song that's like fully realized beyond what anybody. It's like it's like not humanly possible to replicate this right. live, but that's kind of what's fun about a studio recording. It is. It's yeah, it's like. I honestly, when we were recording it, we didn't even think much about that. And then I was like, yeah, how are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that should be interesting. Uh-huh. And, but, you know, I think, like you said, there's, do you know who, do you know who Lights is, the artist? Yeah, Lights? totally. I love her. She's like one of my favorites. And I, she always comes out with like her album, her studio album. And then she always comes out with an acoustic album. And sometimes she'll add some like extra songs onto it or she'll like, but she'll just strip down all of her songs. And they're both a lot of the times I like the strip down better, um, just personal preference. But it's always like, you know, I think people, if it's a good song, you should be able to just play it on the guitar and it'd be, it, it'll be oh, good. Oh, totally. You know, yeah, yeah. like. You so. strip it down to like, you know, your rhythm chord melody and like, okay, what is, right. what is this song? Is there something, you know, what the meat and potatoes? Yes, exactly. If yeah. you will. Yes. You know, with uh, this project that's going to be coming out, you mentioned, you know, not being super like expecting or being comfortable at first with like the level of production that ended up going into that first song, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of the project as a whole, was there anything that like really threw you off that you did that you weren't expecting that kind of now you're like super stoked on? <laughs> um, I don't know if, I, if there was anything really unexpected. I think the hardest thing is really, you know, they always say like finding your sound, right? And I think. I thought my sound was going to be this thing and it turned out that it was more like this thing because when you're in the studio, you really are sitting with yourself and realizing what your strengths and weaknesses are a little bit. I mean, obviously, you, you want to always be working on those things that you maybe are your weaknesses. Um, but it was kind of amazing to me how like I, we just kind of fell into this niche, I guess, where I thought it was going to be somewhere else and then it just kind of went over here but it felt right. Like it just okay. felt like it fit and it worked. And um, yeah. And also 
in, in kind of an opposite way, the songs are of a similar genre, but they're also really different. Like when you're like, I'm really interested to hear what people think of the whole album, like what kind of genre they think it might be. I'm really excited to hear but, it, you know, <laughs> just from honestly, from my time here today, watching you perform over on the stage over mm -hmm. there, you know, I heard uh, Adele. I heard <laughs> Simple Minds. I heard Michael Jackson. Yes. I heard Coldplay. I heard, uh, you know, it's like a very diverse thing. And like, you know, I'm sure yeah. that you have, I'm sure, you know, the bandmates probably have ideas for songs that they want to play, but I'm sure a lot of it too is like, I want to do this. I mm -hmm. want to sing this. I want to sing this. It's mm -hmm. wildly all over the place. And mm -hmm. we're also talking about how, you know, you were doing more of a rock project and mm -hmm. you're an extroverted emo yes. and <laughs> you like lights who's comes yes. from that sort of like the MySpace sort of yes. time, right? Yeah. Light sang on that Bring Me the Horizon album. Yes, she did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're, I, what song was it? She sang on a few songs that oh. was on, on, uh, you're right. Though. Yeah, on the one on their album, it's like, it's like a decade old already, yeah, which makes which me feel insane. Yeah, I right. Know, I know. So what, like, what is your like musical? If you were to like tie yourself to like any genres, being like, this is like this is the centerpiece of what I like, and everything branches out from here. Like, I, what is it? I honestly like. I think that has been the hardest question for me my entire life because I my entire life that was a little. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> like sure. through this process like uh -huh. i i say lights because i love so she's really pop right now i think before she was kind of a little bit more indie i i really love indie music i really like uh just that that feel i don't necessarily feel like that's where i fit though but i i think the core of the songs like i hate even saying pop that sounds so weird it's not that I don't like pop, but I think there's so many versions of pop that it's like, well, what kind of pop? Um, we kind of called this album like a folk rock feel. Sure. So there's elements of rock, but there's a lot of elements of folk in there too that we sure. purposefully added. Because um, I really do love folk music. Like, I mean, when I was in college, like, <laughs> you know, everything was like Mumford and Sons. Like that was really in. Uh, God, like the Lumineers, like things like that. I'm mm -hmm. trying to think. Remember, like the foot stompers. Yes, like yeah. it was the it was like Taylor Swift Red era. Okay, sure. like that was. I mean, I didn't really listen to that, but like, oh no, no hate, but you know, I just wasn't a Taylor Swift fan. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's like what I loved, and so I was like, okay, well, how do I take that and kind of try to translate it into what's happening today in music? But definitely, I think folk rock roots are important to me, and some pop in there, and a little bit of gospel. I like that kind of soulful. I'm not super gospel-y, but like I have something in there that I like to to add if I can. Yeah, I think that, you know, in what I've heard, I could definitely hear all of those elements because you have a pop structure where everything's kind of like resting in this place of like, um, there's a familiarity to like the the rhythms and the patterns throughout the verses, the hooks. It's a reliable song structure. So it's mm -hmm. kind of a pop song structure. But you have that huge, thick, gospel-y sort of just like weight mm -hmm. to it right where it mm -hmm. just feels like heavy not like heavy yeah, but just yeah. like like you know like yes. emotionally heavy yeah. right and then obviously just with all of the instruments that are used in the production it does have a very like folk worldly grassroots americana sort of thing mm -hmm. but like with that emotional weight and the pot production it's a cool mix of things i really yeah. like it i think it sounds great thank you thank you I'm, I'm super, super interested to hear the rest of it. 
I I'm excited for for you to hear the rest of it. So I'm, yeah, what's the uh, what's what's our timeline looking like? Do you have uh, you have this all in the works? Can yes, we? So what's the deal? So the goal is to have it done, like ready to go, ready to be dispersed at the end of the summertime. All the songs are done. It's just the mixing and mastering right now. The last song we're still kind of like tweaking a little bit because it, it's also a larger song. I think it was larger than any of us kind of anticipated. And then when we started working on it, we were like, oh, this is another big one. Okay. Um, so that one, we're still kind of tinkering around with a little bit. Um, I am going to release another single before the album comes out. And that should be out the first week of August is when that's probably going to come out. Very cool. Um, which is coming up real soon. So I got to yeah. start working that, on the I mean, for that, honestly, but. this podcast ain't coming out before then. So that single's out at this point in time. Well, then it's out. From the future, (laughs) past to the future, right? Yes. So with everything that you've been doing, um, the music, the song that I've heard, I've already said the production sounds phenomenal. You released a music video, Mm -hmm. very beautiful video, shot really well. Very, very wholesome and nice. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's a very wholesome video, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything has a very professional quality behind it. Mm-hmm. And coming from somebody who is essentially like, while you've been in the peripheral around all of this stuff, it's kind of surprising to see like that level of quality from somebody that's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. just figuring this out, everybody. Right. And it's like, okay, everything looks and sounds great. Right. You know, how? Like, what? Oh, man. Did you do a lot of like research? Is it from like, being kind of like tied in with different people mm-hmm. and like knowing where to go and who to ask. Like, how did you go about finding all these things? Because there's people that I know that have been in bands for years that still hit me up asking about like where to get t-shirts printed or mm-hmm. who shoots music videos or how do they get a CD made and things right. like that, which I mean, I get it. Like, there's no reason any normal person should just know these things. Right. But it seems like you've got a lot figured out, a lot more than most people do at the stage that you're currently in. Well, first of all, thank you so much. That's such a nice compliment to hear because I... I definitely, um, kind of like I said before, like when I do things, I kind of go all out. Like I, I can't I have no chill. Like I have to go. I really don't. And it's gone and noticed. Yeah. Cool. It's, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> like even the music video, I was like, I wrote like a whole itinerary. Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I like, I just, I just, I enjoy doing yeah. that. So, um, I, a lot of research and I, I, like I said, I've met a lot of people over the last couple of years whether it be an eerie um, or sometimes even just still kind of some connections in Pittsburgh where I can ask questions. Um, I have like a marketing background, like one of my degrees is in like communications and stuff. So I kind of know a little bit about that in general. That sounds, that's so funny. Like I have a degree in it. I know a little bit like, <laughs> isn't that America? But no, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, lots of research. And I do have a lot of friends recently that I feel like have also been coming out with albums and going through the same process. So that really helped just with like copywriting, releasing, um, like where to get your CDs printed, like what's going to be the most cost efficient, like where to get your T-shirts printed. Um, uh-huh. That's the most cost efficient that don't look like crap. Like, or what things do you invest more money in and what things do you kind of say, okay, I can, I could do this a little bit more on my own. Um, so yeah, lots of research and lots of time, lots of time creating things, um, making a plan of what I want everything to be like, like, you know, mapping out, just getting things hyped up. It's a, yeah. lot, it's a lot of work. It definitely is a lot of work. So. Yeah, it's a lot more work than a lot of people realize, but that could probably said just about 
any trade yes. or whatever you want to yeah, consider what we're doing here. Right. You know, now that you exist in a world behind the curtain, you know, you've gotten a peek at how the nuggets are made, mm-hmm. you know, how do you feel? Has it affected the way that you take in other people's art or other people's work or their business things? Do you sometimes see people doing stuff now and you're like, why would you do that? Like, that's not a good idea. Or like, oh, that's a really good idea. I never thought about doing something like that. Like, I feel like, you know, once I started learning, you know, how to do the things that we had talked about properly, it just like changed the way that I look at everything now, you Mm -hmm. know? And Mm -hmm. I'm curious if that's happening at all or if you still kind of have a a more pure heart in terms of, (laughs) you know, observing other people's art that isn't your own. Yeah, Definitely, um, I definitely notice more things than I did before. Um, I think, but I also feel like I have a greater pr- appreciation for people trying. Like that sounds kind of no, I get I mean? it, totally, like, totally. Like I see people where they're like, I know that they're giving it everything, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I just want to help you because I know not that I I don't know everything, not even not even remotely close, but I know a little bit more in that area. So I'm going to suggest that for you. Just a suggestion. If you want to use it, you don't have to, but you can. And sometimes they're like, you know, I don't like being that person a lot because it always feels kind of weird. It just depends on the person. Yeah. But like most of the time they're always like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this existed. I'm like, yeah, neither did I until somebody told me. Like, and it really helps them, I think, feel more confident in what they're doing too. But yeah, definitely, um, especially with production. Oh my gosh. Like I hear things even just on the radio now. I'm like, oh wow. Like that's a cool little element they added there. Um, I'm just more hyper aware because I'm thinking now, like if I'm going to record another, like a full album or another song, like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing. I kind of want to do something like that. Or um, yeah, but definitely a greater appreciation for the work that people put in. Yeah. You know, some of my, and this may resonate. I'm just basing this, strictly off of things that we've talked about and music that I think that you probably listened to at one point in time in your life. Mm -hmm. Ever since you got uh, a tuned ear for production and vocal production, Mm -hmm. have you gone back and listened to any of the old Paramore records? (laughs) Yes. Because they are crazy. Like Brand New Eyes, the vocal production on that album is unbelievable. It is so stacked. There's so much stuff going on. Yes. But if you just listen to it like, you know, on the surface, it's like, oh, these right. are fun little pop rock songs. Right. But if you listen to it like intently, you're like, wow, there's it's like 150 layers of things happening. Super full. It, it amazes me to, to think of the amount of time and effort they put into those albums mm-hmm. because not only are they writing those songs, but just going through the process of recording those layers of yeah, showing up. Yeah. And, and again, when you're recording, especially vocals, it's like you, you want to do your best. Yeah, you want to be huge. Yeah. Huge, huge recommendation for anyone watching this that's interested in vocal production. You can look up on YouTube. They have like the vocals only isolated from pretty much every song on that album. And you could just listen to the straight vocal production and hear all of the isolated layers. Right. And it's really, really cool. It like really changes your perspective on like how thick those songs are. Like, why do these songs sound so big? And that's Mm -hmm. a huge part of the reason why. And you wouldn't even notice it unless. You were like in the studio and someone was like muted all the vocals at once. You'd be like, oh, wow. Where did the song go? Right. It's like the power of layers. I totally underestimated. It, it is huge. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, that's yeah, brand new eyes. Such a good, such a good album. This is one of my favorite Paramore albums. But you know, with you know your hard rock background, I'm <laughs> saying that lightly, right? <laughs> um, but you know, in terms of like your personal interest in music, now, do you still find yourself? I mean, you mentioned that you know maybe you have listened to Paramore at some point in time recently in your mm-hmm. life, but like in terms of like new rock music or new music in general like what are you listening to these days yeah and i'm curious if there's any of that like still that more youthful guitar driven distortion distorted energy mm-hmm. that i could tell was part of your life at one point in time is it still there <laughs> on a personal uh, level or do you feel like you've just I kind of separated know, from it you know what i don't know if i've separated i feel like a lot of the bands like braving the horizon is a great example They've changed so much. And I like their new music. It's so different, though. Like, yeah. it's light years different. But I still appreciate it and respect it. And I listened to it. And I was like, sweet. It's okay. like that friend from high school that you haven't seen in 10 years. And you're yeah. like, is that really you, Jeff? Right. Jeff, what, what happened to you? I, I couldn't. Glad you're doing well. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I was honestly kind of shell-shocked. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, this is like even you can buy a singing he's singing so much and it's like oh my gosh they have bring me the horizon like picture posters like pictures of them Mm -hmm. you could buy a poster at walmart i was at walmart they had a bring me the horizon poster like you know like where like you used to get like there'd be like hannah montana and justin timberlake and like you know dragon ball z bring me the horizon things have changed all Time Low is another one, I feel like. You know, <laughs> like, they just came out with another song. Okay. Oh, I forget. I think it's called, was it Once in a Lifetime or something? I have no it idea. It was still really good. I was feeling it. But um, it's it's weird. Like, I feel like I'm at a, I'm at a weird age now where I'm like. So, same. I, you know. You know it's like, I, I find it's really hard for me because um, I'm still, like, creating music in these subgenres, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, personally, I have a hard time relating with a lot of it because I'm not, like, a teenager anymore. I'm not angsty anymore. I don't really have anything to be angry about a whole lot. And, like, you know, and, like, there's some stuff I could definitely still connect with. But, Mm -hmm. like, in terms of, like, me creating music and contributing to this, it's, like, it's become a challenge definitely over, like, the past five or so years where, Mm -hmm. like, it's harder for me to find things to be, like, genuinely Mm -hmm. angry about. And, like, you know... I I don't know. I don't know what it is. And if I think about the things that I was angry about when I was like 20 years old, I'm just Uh like, oh, I know. You know, know. it's so silly, but (laughs) it's strange when like, you know, the thing that you love does have this like undeniably like adolescent thing to it. I mean, on top of all of that, like I have Ninja Turtles tattooed on me. So like, you know, it's like a huge problem. And like, I love all of these things, Uh but still like, you know, grow. I, I'm very aware that I'm growing up and I'm getting older, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a, I'm in my 30s, and I have Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. tattoos. Like, how am I going to navigate the rest of my life? I feel okay with who I am, right? But like, you know, what's next? I I'm with you because I'm, I'm you know I I, I I I enjoy the Ninja Turtles, but yeah. still, it's like you know, people right. will send me shit on Facebook, and I'm like, I don't care yes. about this. Like, you don't need to say I I I, I don't. I, I know, but I, I understand like why you think I I don't know. It's a strange growing up's weird. I there are some bands though like it is weird yes grown ups real weird so weird because you really don't feel like you're that old until somebody is like hey remember that song that came out twelve years ago and you're like twelve yeah 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 that bring me the horizon album with lights on it that's twelve years old world just starts flashing before you Uh and you're like oh that was a long time ago but um I really like the 1975 okay I'm a fan they are 
legit. Like okay. they genre bend a ton. Their last album was like all over the place in the best ways. They're just really, really good songwriters. I think they're awesome performers. Um, Lights, I consider her current because she's still doing her thing and she's super youthful, I think, and like poppy and I think even more so than she used to be. Um, like, I mean, honestly, okay, I really like Taylor Swift's last album. Like, I don't know if she's even considered young, though, because she's, like, my age. So I'm like, but, I mean, young people listen to her, so yeah, right? Like, I, that's fine. Sure. It's really good. Um, I think she's a great songwriter. I just was never, like, a huge Swifty person, but I was like, dang, that last album was really good. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I know, I know what you mean, though. Like, I was talking to Sam, one of my bandmates, and I was like, you know, it's bad when you're in, like, they're having like emo karaoke nights. And then when you're like in the grocery store and you're enjoying the music, you're like, Oh yeah. Oh no. I don't think that <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure every time we're at giant Eagle, you hear panic at the disco. Yes. And I'm like, this, is this what it's become? This is so strange. <laughs> but you know what? The young, the young ends, they like twilight. I was all about twilight. I'm like, I can get down with this. I'm still cool. If they're bringing it back, I'm youthful then. Right. Like that's how that works. But it is so strange. Yeah. There's definitely elements I, I love and respect, but for sure there are topics I'm like, yeah, I just can't get there anymore. Yeah. And like the other thing too is like what, what outside forces exist that have convinced me that like being somebody that still listens to like teenager music in their 30s is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. There's no rules. No. Right. Our parents did. If I want to still listen to Linkin Park, I'm still going to listen to Linkin Park. Yes. Uh, you listen. You listen to. Oh my gosh, wow, I just forgot his first name for a second. That's terrible. Lead singer. I totally blanked out. It made me really sad. Chester. Chester. Yeah. I want to call him like Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. You were close enough. I, yeah, I mean, Chester's pretty, is pretty out there. You were but, close enough. Yeah, I guess. You know, with. Do you see yourself. Once this album comes out, you know, do you have plans for, you mentioned you would love to be like touring and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. We've talked about how I, from the outsider perspective, it seems like you're really good at working behind the scenes and figuring out how to, how to pull strings. Mm -hmm. Are you figuring out how you can like tour? Are you figuring out like how to take advantage of those things i mean yeah. luckily with the kind of stuff that you're doing there's a much more successful diy route that you could take because you could just play yep. breweries right. the entire time they'd be more than happy to have Absolutely. somebody that you know performs like you do i see people now and you're right like there's so many things you can do now we have so much flexibility and freedom to reach so many people now that um and to tour i mean there's people that tour that their tour is like the Finger Lakes or, you know, they're calling it a tour because it's like around the Ohio area and it's a bunch of breweries and wineries. But sure. to them, that's their tour that they created. I mean, if you're and, if you're playing a different city every night for an yeah. extended period of time, it's a tour. Exactly. So to me, it's like, you know what? That that checks out. Like, yeah. I, um, I can't wait to have my original music be a part of the set so I can start opening for people. But there's lots of like, music festivals in Erie in the summertime that really help with kind of that exposure. Um, but yeah, I definitely have plans to tour. It's crazy because I'm laughing. It's obviously I'm, I'm genuinely like am really excited, but was not expecting to have another child. Um, <laughs> so funny. Okay. 
like we we wanted to have another baby um was not expecting it to be right now and we were super happy but I was like like what is going what is going on <laughs> like I was just like I remember just being like god like I don't understand and but honestly I think kids have a really really great way of focusing what really matters and that's not necessarily to say like obviously kids are like number one at least for me and um but they do really also help you focus on like what you care about and what matters to you and just because I have children um doesn't mean I love being that person that's like I'm still going to do that stuff because oh sure I think a lot of people think they can't after they have a family and children or um but in my mind, it's like, if it's meant to work out, it's going to work out. And yeah. I will find a way to make it work. Yeah, um, that's that's the thing that I always tell everybody. Um, if you really want something to happen, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And there's so much time in a day. Right. And if you really want to get X, Y, and Z done, genuinely, you'll get it done. And you'll probably have time left over to do something else, yeah. too. So it's just about prioritizing. And I mean, there are always sacrifices that need to be made. Sure. You may not be able to practice multiple nights a week or right. you may not, you know, you got to, but you can make it all work. You just have to be willing to compromise. And I think yeah. compromise is really, really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And planning. A lot of it's planning. And and I think for me, putting like due dates on things, like no pun intended, but like... <laughs> <laughs> But I, I literally had that conversation with my husband. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to have a date that I choose to go back to work and to, you know, start scheduling my tour or start booking shows. Like, this is the day that I'm going to start doing that. So I better start planning around this time to get those dates booked. So I think a lot of it's just making the decision to do it and then following through because you don't have a choice then. You're like, okay, I already, I'm, I'm committing to this. So now sure. I have to do the things to make it happen. I think Um, planning in advance is a huge thing too. mm -hmm. A lot of times people will ask me, how do you do so much? (laughs) Or like, it seems like you're doing like all these things. You just released all of this music. I'm like, I mean, we recorded that thing eight months ago. Mm -hmm. It's not like I just did all of this stuff last weekend. It's like by the time, like something that I've done personally, like even this podcast, like Mm -hmm. I don't know right now when this is coming out, but it's probably going to be like a month from now. Mm -hmm. So people, a lot of people will be like, oh, like they might think that it's live or this happened yesterday. Right. But it didn't. Like this was four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And if I put out, it's like all everything, I'm always like a few steps ahead. And I feel like it. Once you get on the ball of things, it's like, okay, well, yeah, now I'm all stuff's always happening, but it's because of things that I started doing months ago and you just get into that routine. I think a lot of times people just expect to like, oh, I'm going to do something today and Mm -hmm. it's going to come out tomorrow and then that's it. But absolutely, there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff that happens. You spend a lot more time behind the curtain than on stage, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's. That's definitely one of the most fulfilling things, though, is when you're like, at least for me, like, I'm like, oh, great. Like, you know, I booked these shows like I made the connections. I did the work and I'm and I'm proud of myself for that because I worked really hard and I'm I'm glad that I get to reap the benefits of that now. And I have friends that I get to share it with. And yeah, I'm all about planning because I, I really at least for me, I'm sure lots of other people, too. It, I'm really good at talking myself out of doing things. <laughs> okay. Um, like yeah. just out of like lack of confidence, lack of so many things. Like 
my brain's immediately like, what are you going to look like after this baby? My God, like you, what in the world is going to happen to you? You're going to be like a, like a leather sack. Anyway, like, <laughs> and honestly, it's totally cool. Like, it's fine. It's just part of it. But like, I, I don't want that to hold me back from continuing to do what I do. So that's why I'm like, okay, I'm going to set a day and I'm just going to have to go. And I'm just going to have to wear like a jumpsuit and it's going to be great. <laughs> like, you know, I just, yeah. you just have to, to really be, like put yourself in those positions because again, it sounds cheesy, but you're well, really capable of doing more yeah. than you, think you can. I think that, you know, so there's the whole idea that, you know, the environment that you put yourself in really defines like who you are, whether it's like your happiness or your productivity or whatever it is like you surround yourself with a bunch of people that go to the bar every night then mm -hmm. what's going to happen versus like oh you surround yeah. yourself with other creative people right? right but i think the same thing can kind of be said about like the environment of thought mm -hmm. and it seems like you're somebody whose environment of thought is always like positivity i can make this happen and you just kind of exist in this world of like figure it out right versus like it's impossible it's like I, the first yeah. thought maybe is always like, I mean, we're only human. That stuff happens. Right. But I think that it's just like, no, I can do this. You just got to right. plan to figure out how to do it. I may not do it in a way that's optimal. Right. But I can make it happen. That's exactly. I think that's the hardest thing sometimes for most people and myself is like, you have an idea of what you want it to look like. And if it doesn't look just like that, then it's not going to be good. Oh, yeah. But it's like, you have to just take a step because ultimately like it will get there. You just have to keep kind of chipping. Yeah. You learn as you go. No yeah. matter how old you are, you learn as you go. You know, I used to have a roommate who went to film school, um, Point Park, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Um, and who it is. Okay. and uh, I I'm not going to, because I'm about to say not mean things, but not oh. like great okay. things about this person. <laughs> um, but I mean, like what it was, was, you know, they went to film school. And I don't know if they were talented or not because they never did anything. Mm -hmm. They spent a bunch of money on a good camera, um, helped me film something one time. But for the most part, it's like, oh, like, why don't you do this or that? And it's like, oh, well, like, I don't have this or I don't have that or this person. Can, you know, there's always an excuse not to do something like and mm -hmm. it's like, well, you could still do something just to do it. And it's like, oh, well, it's not right. Mm -hmm. It's it's never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I like really was around somebody who was like that, where it was like everything has to be perfect in order for them to do it. And even in the rare moment that all those stars do align, they're still not happy. So it's like there's something a lot deeper that yeah. I am not like uh, qualified to help you with. Mm -hmm. But I can see that there's I don't know what this is. It's going on up mm -hmm. there where like. Uh, I guess I can empathize with it because I've been in that position where, you know, like, oh, uh, if something doesn't go my way, mm -hmm. I'm upset. It's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. right? I get mm -hmm. it. But I've also been in the position where I've been able to say, well, whatever, let's make right. it work. I still manage to get something done at the end of the day Yeah. versus people that I know want to create art. But for whatever reason, it's like a consistent set of excuses holding them back yeah it's a weird place i don't right. know and i honestly i'm sure i've been at that point at some point too where it's like you can really dig yourself into a hole and just be like i don't have everything i need therefore i can't do this yeah and i think the world has a really good way of making you feel that way like if you don't have the right equipment if you don't have 
uh, you know, that's a big part of, of anything musical or art related is you don't have the equipment, then it's not going to look good. And therefore you shouldn't do it. Like, cause if it's not going to be great, then nobody's going to look at it or nobody's going to That's gonna like a social media problem. Yes. But I really had to get over that. And mm. I really think that people... <laughs> I like how... <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, no. But I like how you got over that by putting out like a phenomenal music video and really, oh. really good production <laughs> stuff. There was a lot. There was a lot of uh, stuff though to get... I believe it. Like, and I mean, there was so much I had to do to get to that point. I totally, really had yeah. to put my pride aside to like, to to be at the point that it got to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, and I did, I had a moment before the album happened where I was just like, not happy with, with what, how I was as an artist. Like, I was just like, this is, I've, I've come to terms with the fact that this is who I am. Like, I can't fight that about myself. Like, I spent a lot of time thinking I had to do something else because I was a mom and I was a wife and I, and mm. I had to do something different. And unfortunately that's not how it works. You just, if you don't feel fulfilled in that way, you're not going to. And I just believe that in my heart, like in whatever way you want to look at it, like I, I am a musician and I, and I have to do that. I am a songwriter. I'm an artist and I, I have to be um, true to that. Otherwise, I'm not going to feel fulfilled. So I had to kind of get over that hump of like, oh, I, I don't have the things and I don't. It's like, no, just do it. Just do it. And um, I think that's where like, like, when we were talking about like people's different works and stuff, like when I see people just trying, I'm like, yeah, like do it. Oh, totally. You know? like, yeah. I'm happy for you for just going for it because you're going to figure it out. You're yeah. going to get better. I but. Over the years, I have found that the only thing that really makes me like respect or not respect somebody is intention mm-hmm. it's talent i do not i really don't care if mm-hmm. what you're doing is very good or very bad or whatever like if we're playing with a young band mm-hmm. and you could tell like they love what they're doing sounds bad but they <laughs> love it right cool keep giving them stages to play so they can figure it out and right. give them an environment where they feel comfortable to grow Yes. That's the other thing too. It's like you don't want to be that band that's like, oh well, those guys sucked. You know, don't don't give that, don't book them. It's like, no, they're really cool. They're young. They're figuring it out. Give them an opportunity to grow. Absolutely. So it doesn't take them, you know, 12 years to be in a place where they feel comfortable. Like it did me. Yeah. I feel like that too. I mean, I I I don't even the term late bloomer is so weird to me. But I do feel like that a lot of the time is like, man, it took me a while to like really put the pieces together. And I think kind of what you were saying about like the equipment and social media, like there's so many ways you can make yourself feel unqualified and unprepared. And um, but I think if you know, like you've dedicated so much time to your craft ahead of time and you know that the talent is there and the want and the drive is there then you really can you really can do it you just have to really take a step like a step and then the rest will follow but um yeah i know that sounds that always sounds really cheesy coming out of my mouth but it's like it it is true though i i feel so weird like now um being almost 30 like getting to the point where i'm like wow i'm actually like feeling good about the decisions i'm making and i'm almost 30 now but it took me to that point to like believe in myself enough and to be like you know you can do this like you're capable you just have to do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. you just have to put yourself out there and um yeah so when i see younger people like that i'm just like yeah let them 
Like they have the confidence. Just yeah, they'll figure it out. You know, they're talented enough. They'll figure it out. Totally. Yeah. If if they if they have good intentions and a and a good soul, like please, I'll be around those people all day. Absolutely. Because I I I I I I don't have enough fingers to count the amount of bands that I've played with that are good, mm-hmm. but not good people. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh, we all know those. Sure. And it's and just it's like so disappointing. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's like it's not like that they're like I wouldn't say when I say not good people, I wouldn't say like, oh, these are like terrible people that should be locked away, but just like bad energy. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. bad energy. That's all it is. Yeah. And I don't want to be around that. It's like the thing too, it's like we mentioned, you know, none of us are getting any younger. So when we are going out of our way to book these shows and ask people to play shows with us or ask to get on shows like we're taking time away from friends family and all of this stuff and we're inviting people out and the last thing that we need is like a bunch of negative energy there too for no reason right agreed it like ruins the whole thing agreed it's like i've I've been looking forward to this show for weeks and you had to be a ding dong exactly thank you i i'm with you i'm totally with you super important to be Mm -hmm. To try and surround yourself with people that are, I don't want to say like, I guess like-minded is the right term. I don't really know. But just like the right energy. Like energy. Yeah, that's like not energy. Because <laughs> like-minded, I mean, that's that's real like, okay, no. But like like energy is probably. Yeah, it's a not a term, term, but we can we can We coin. can make it one. Sure, yeah, there we just go. Just for this purpose, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely agree with that for sure. So, Abigail, as <laughs> the sun sets over Riverside, Brewing company. I'm sure you've had quite a day. You performed for three hours yes. <laughs> in the sun. Uh, I, I don't know if you've had dinner or anything like that. No. <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, but thank you for sitting down with me at this lovely picnic table. Of course. To chat. I think it was a pretty good chat. It's very nice yeah. to meet you officially. Yeah. I hope you make it down to Pittsburgh sometime. There's only yes. about 4,000 breweries that you could play at. Right? I know. We've been talking about I'm not about saying that. that you have to play at breweries. I'm just, you know. There's so many. I know. It just seems right. like it's probably a really easy mark. It, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. But no, seriously, thank you for having me. Um, I know I sound cheesy, but I really have been following your page for quite some time, and I, I really enjoy it. So I feel so privileged and excited to get to be a part of it now so thank you so much for just giving me the opportunity and yeah this was lots of fun yeah you're super welcome so let people know where they can find your song slash songs because it is after august now at this point yes okay let the good people of the internet know okay well spotify apple music um and i do the second uh single is going to also have a music video so i'm a big i like youtube i like youtube i like doing music videos and they're fun um so really spotify apple music uh youtube really anywhere you can get music there's so many other random sites that i mean do do people use like those anymore sure <laughs> probably myspace i don't know <laughs> not really MySpace. follow abigail on myspace.com yes and it's just yeah it's abigail all caps in a period Cause that's what Spotify let me have, so that's what I took. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I'll I'll throw that link as well in the description for anybody that can't find it or is too lazy to type Abigail <laughs> into the search bar. Uh, the first single that you put out was "Let Me Go." Is that the name of the song? You won't let me go. You won't yeah. let me go, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so look up Abigail. You won't let me go. What's yep. the second single? 
It's going to be called Rest. Rest. Yeah. Okay. And that may help. I don't know how many other Abigails there are on Spotify right now. Yeah, that's why all caps in a period really helps. Okay. It helps you <laughs> narrow it down. And the title too, but yeah, yeah. the song, but yeah. So cool. I'm going to do my outro to the birds and the sun and uh, all the all of the all of the critters of what's this town called? Where are we at? Con- Cambridge Springs. I was like Concord Falls. <laughs> That's you know, cool. yeah, you know, Concord Falls, where Chuck from Lincoln Park was born. <laughs> good old, good old Chuck. Oh, R. geez. R. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here. One more time, Abigail. Thank you. I'll be back next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. Twenty twenty one. Woo woo. Thanks for listening. And that's it. That was a podcast. <laughs>